Hello and welcome to Jam Presents The Weekly-ish Ramble, a new podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. Until we land upon a theme for our next series, we'll be bringing you fairly regular updates on podcast progress, along with some of our other adventures as we navigate 2022. In this episode, we talk about Zencaster, speed running, and class action park. Yeah, we're recording. No way. This is wild. So, a good friend of ours, Michael Harmiston, sent a message to say, why are you wasting so much money on Zoom? I think I mentioned it maybe five or six podcasts back. And I was like, because I literally don't have any other ideas as to how this works. He said, try Zencaster. So here we are trying it. Um, I have no idea on the audio quality, by all accounts. From what I heard of myself testing it last night, it sounded better. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Well, it improves your voice, does it? Yeah, it makes me sound even sexier than I did before. <laughs> I can't wait to listen back. Yeah, yeah, and I've also got the um, the Barry White setting on you as well. So <laughs> it's for just voice changes. Yeah, just voice changes. That's what just happened. <laughs> your chair is squeakier than mine, which I'm now happy about that it's not just mine. Oh, I'm just gonna stay still. Stay really still. Bet you can't. Bet you can't. So welcome to another of these weekly rambles. Um, what I would say, I do have a proposition for you. Okay, carry on. I think maybe we pause them for a little while. And there's method to my madness. I would love to be able to do this every week throughout the whole year. However, since we mentioned Killer Camp several episodes ago, how much time have we actually spent watching and recording Killer Camp? We're just busy guys, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but this hour could be used. I mean, I'm like 70 hours into Elden Ring. <laughs> You've been running quite a bit. Exactly. Life gets in the way. So I think maybe swap it out. We we give this a break. We're on episode 9 at the moment. Why don't we get to episode 10 next week? We'll have a little party. And at the same time, we're going to squeeze in some recording between now and then for Killer Camp. When I say that, we probably won't because we never do. But another thought is we always try and get on top of things because of spoilers, don't we? We always try and get ahead of the game and think, okay, we're going to do a whole series because we don't want anyone spoiling it for us. A couple of things with Killer Camp. One, don't really care. But two, there are that few people that we interact with about it that we probably will get away with doing it week on week. If you just put your hand up yeah. virtually. <laughs> just to see what happens. <laughs> well, now you're like, the screen is bouncing to say that you've got something to say. So um, I'm just going to hand over to Jason. Have you got something I've, to say? I've always got something to say. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good idea. And then that's, once that's we finish Killer Camp, once we finish Killer Camp, we get back onto these rambles again. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. While we figure out what we do next. Um. This is actually our 51st episode. We should have had a party last week. We were at episode 50. Can you believe that in just over a year, we have chat shit 50 plus times? That's 50 odd hours of just talking nonsense. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to write all the words for it anymore. That's, in fact, that's, that's going to change though, isn't it, with Killer Camp? Because I will end up doing each episode to death. But I think I need purpose again purpose in your life not just running yeah. it's now you need something else to focus on yeah i am um, 
I'm I'm clearing things out. We've got we've got the the house. I'm slowly sorting things out because we've got so much stuff left over from moves in the past. You know, every time you move, you've got like one or two boxes that you just don't. You think ah, we'll store that. We'll need that again one day. And I'm looking back through, and there are things that I no longer need. All that stuff, my pogs, for example. Don't, need them don't get anymore. rid of pogs. Don't get now, rid of those. I wish I had some, to be fair. They all went in the flood in 2007. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, was, I was just trying to think of something historic, you know, that, that I had in my life back then. Um, Go-Go's, do you remember those? The little bonehead things that you used to yeah. stack up and throw? Yeah, now you said it. Quite hard plastic, weren't they? Rock solid. And I got yeah. some from Germany. So I went to I went to Germany on a school trip and picked some up and you couldn't get them in the UK. And so I kept them in my bag but i would never play you know like you play when you play mates you win the ones that you knock down and they win mm-hmm. the ones but i would never play with those until one day i was feeling extra cocky and i played this kid and because i was so good it was almost like he was like he was like some sort of pool shark or something he was proper in there like he, he, he just knew that he just knew what he was going to do let me win 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 and then i you know He's, He's like, hustled oh. you, didn't he? He, he, he really you. did, yeah. And he, he sort of played, you know, oh, I'll play you for that German. It was like a football-shaped one, and he won it. Uh, but I got it back because I had a go at him and threatened him a little bit. No, I didn't. I, <laughs> I carried on playing. I carried on playing with all the others until I won that one back, and then I gave up. So my, I was probably down about 20 of these things. Was that the last time you gambled? <laughs> no, because I gambled on Friday night, and I won £5.40 on the Euro Millions. So, yeah. Win-win. I did. Interesting story, actually. I, I did. Um, no, it's probably not that interesting. Um, <laughs> I did. When I was looking to get a mortgage um, many years ago, I, um, I I read online and there was like this big thing of, you know, if you've got money going out into a William Hill account or your national lottery account and stuff, some mortgage brokers will look at that as, well, you're not stable enough with your money and all this sort of thing. Could you put your so, mortgage on the lottery? Yeah, yeah. When they see that I'm not paying rent, I'm just literally paying red or, playing red or black yeah. on roulette, yeah. So um, I looked at my William Hill account and I was like, right, I need to, I'm, I'm going to stop. I was drawing a line in the stat, you know, in the sand, that was it. And it was, it coincided with either the Grand National or like, um, was Ascot or, you know, the Gold Cup or whatever, one of these big races. And there was a horse and I think it was called Mon Mome and it was like 300 to one. And I may add five or six quid left in my account. And I put all my money on the horses that I thought were going to win. And then my last pound went on Mon Mome, which was like my, because I thought my mom and all that. So I was like, I'm going to go for that. And it came in, I won 301 pound and um, it won, it won. I'm sure it was Grand National and it won. And then I went back through because you can see your history of what you've spent versus what you've um, lost. So the, the time that I was drawing, you know, cutting my losses, it, I would have been £300 down. But because that came in, I broke even. <laughs> so uh, unbelievably, and I wasn't like a massive gamble. You know, it was probably the difference between, you know, over a course of a few years, I'd probably put in, you know, like 500 quid and won 200. And then this mm-hmm. came back in and I'd won 500 and, you know, put in 500. So yeah, broke even. But um, it's not stopped me since. Like, it's not one of those that I gave up and I never gambled again. Um in Oz, it was great because they had um, what you call pokies, and they're like, um, um, what are they like? Uh, fruit machines. I don't know why they got the name pokies, but anyway, I suppose you poke them. Um, <laughs> such a such an Australian word. Ah, <laughs> oh, down the pokies, mate. Um, 
we uh, we would go because they used to encourage like it was really bad for for encouraging gambling there. If you go and sit on these pokies, they would have waiters and waitresses coming offering you drinks, but you didn't have to pay for them because you were putting money into the machine. I think that's like in Las Vegas, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that it's that gambling sort of attitude, isn't it? If you, but the thing is, I used to take ten dollars with me, and drinks are about sort of six or seven dollars. <laughs> So I'd go in there and I'd put my $10 into the machine. I'd sit around like really slowly pressing the buttons and stuff. Someone come and offer me a beer. I'm like, yeah, go on and I'll have a Just beer. Just drink as much as you and can. I'll have my beer and then I'll get out my winning. You know, I might have like five or six in there left in there. I'd take that out and then I'd go and play snooker for free for the rest of the night with my free drink. <laughs> what, what a cheapskate. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, um, yeah, so it's still had a bit of fun. I don't know why we got onto that, but... Anyway, I was, you obviously sent me a link to this, and I was looking in my spam folder. Some junk mail is brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> oh, to this podcast, you mean? Where I, where I, yeah, yeah. So you, you obviously sent me an email to get get the link to yeah. to join into this call, um, and you text me saying, "Oh, it might be in your spam folder," which it wasn't, gladly. But looking in my spam folder, you, you know, you got the obvious stuff in there. Um, it's just been filled filled out, but the amount of just European women that want to have sex with me is unbelievable. That's why isn't why isn't this in my main <laughs> inbox? I was going to say that's in the wrong place, isn't it? Labeled as spam. Why don't you Why don't you get in touch with Google and ask them like how they're going to recompense you for all the missed opportunities? You'd be like, look, this could have changed my life. All of these hot people in my area. Is this another one where I'm going to have to email them back? Because <laughs> You know, usually you get, you know, usually you get some like crazy email address, isn't it? Like most spam stuff or like phishing emails is yeah. like crazy. Well, this one's Patricia Warren forty seven at something something. I'm not going to say it just in case. I think they're just getting better at um, creating, hiding it. Yeah, but she says that what she's. Was he, what was she? Hang on. But... She sent a photo and everything. <laughs> you sure this isn't fan mail? It could be. What is this, Patricia Warren? What number was it? Forty-seven. So do you think she's gone through? It's either her IQ or her year she was born. (laughs) The year she was bloody born. She sent a photo, so I don't think it's the year she was born. Yeah, but that photo is from nineteen (laughs) sixty-eight. Um, you know, she's gone straight in there though, saying that uh, I quit the relationship with my boyfriend and I urgently need to have sex. What a first sentence. So she's emailed you. But then she goes, who wants to help me? Well, I'm the only one on the, she, I'm the only one she sent this email to. <laughs> so. yeah, but she's BCC'd in all your mates as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, this is fantastic. The next line. <laughs> when the cat is not there, the mice are dancing. <laughs> I'm use that as my Twitter bio, I think. I think you need to reply to Patricia. And since he's not here anymore, I want I want you to dance with me. See, like that's a it's, pickup line, isn't it's it? It's almost like a it's poetic, isn't it? I wonder yeah. how many missed opportunities. So here's, a, here's a, it actually um, reminds me of something. So spam, obviously, ninety nine point nine percent of it is is as it is described as spam. But sometimes a message from a friend or someone you've not heard from in a long time particularly on like social media if you're not friends with you know someone that you used to know at school or 
Um, someone from work, when I was in Oz, someone from UK work sent me a message on Twitter because they didn't follow me. I didn't follow them. It took me about six months to notice that there was an icon in my inbox and it's like says that there's, you know, an unread message from an unknown person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've missed it. Now, it reminds me of like a missed opportunity. I, or no, sorry, wrong sort of thing is missed coincidence. Obviously, the number of times that you've been in a place and you've gone all small world because you see someone that you've not seen for a long time or someone that lives miles away and you just happen to be at the same festival or the same car park at exactly the same moment as someone else. Now, coincidence is like that, although rare, and the fact it's, you know, described as a coincidence, they still happen. And you can think of all the ones, you know, oh, that was a time. For example, my the maddest one I ever had was I was in a restaurant in Sydney. My colleague said, oh, we'll just go for lunch down at this Japanese place. It's really nice. I wanted to take you since we've um, since you came because, you know, they do some great curries and stuff. So come along. Um, I was like, ah, oh, no, I might, I might not bother. I've only got like, you know, 40 minutes until my next meeting. He said, all right, I'll tell you what, let's go after your meeting then because I really want to go. So, you know, you do your next meeting and then we'll go after that sound. Put it off, went to this restaurant, heard this voice behind me. I thought I recognize that. That's, you know, a familiar voice and maybe it's someone off TV or I couldn't quite place it. Turned around and bear in mind, I was 31 at the time, 32, something like that. Turned around and a mate that hadn't seen since I was 18, 19, I used to play football with him in school. And then after after, after he finished school, I'd go back and play five aside. I haven't seen him in a good 12, 13 or so years. And if that maths is right. Anyway, um, long story short, I turned around. I was about to say, excuse me, are you? And he just I turned around, he looked at me and he went, Mike Groves. So we're across the other side of the planet in the same restaurant that I wasn't going to. You know what I mean? But it's one of those that, what if I'd have just been sat in the next restaurant next door or... How many people have we? Yeah, or you went, we just went never before. Noticed? If you went before you meet him, yeah, yeah. yeah if I'd have gone before, I just it? wouldn't have seen him. Um, so I often, you know, think like, and I, I tell Ayla this. We were watching Pirates of the Caribbean the other day, and I must have been that close to like marrying Kira Knightley, but ended up with my wife instead. You know, it's just it's just what happened. I think. And you tell your daughter that, do you? Yeah, I often say that she could have been your mum. I mean, I know science doesn't work like that. It wouldn't have been my daughter. <laughs> but, you know. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you messaged me on um, maybe yesterday. No, maybe Saturday night or something happened to you on Saturday night that you messaged me on Sunday morning and you were like... I think it was Friday night. Something happened okay. Friday night. Okay. And, and you were like, mental. I can't believe this. We need to talk. But I'm waiting for the for the recording. So what what happened? It's, it's quite a long story. So I'm, I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. Because um, I don't want to dive into it too much. So it's about midnight. Was, Whoa. First oh. First off, you haven't heard any of this because I properly made sure that I didn't tell you anything. It's about midnight. um, Wife's just gone to bed. I'm about to go to bed. So I'm just cleaning the house, locking up. But the downstairs lights are on. Next thing you know, knock at the door. It's about five past midnight. The dog starts going crazy. I open the door and there's a blonde mid 20s woman. Is it Patricia? It's not Patricia, because I've seen Patricia's photo. It's not Patricia. A blonde mid-twenties woman there asking for help if I know where a certain address is. (laughs) So the wife comes down the stairs, and I'm chatting to this girl. 
and I'm, I've got my phone out and it's got about 4% battery on. She says, like, I'm trying to get to my friend's house. I can't find it. It's told me the road. So I looked on the phone and she's, you know, it's about five minute walk away. Not very far, but, but yeah. you know, a, a few, you know, a few corners down. Um, but she's basically gone past it. I'm showing her on the map, but she's just not getting it. She's a little bit drunk. She's not completely drunk, but she's, you know, quite tipsy. And she's like, oh, I've got no battery on my phone. Any chance you could charge my phone? So I've got like a plug near my front door anyway. So I put the, her phone That's in charge. Quite lucky it, that. <laughs> right? And it's one of these massive iPhone Max su- Plus. Su- Super Max Plus Extra Large. I'm thinking, this it's like a fucking tablet that this ain't going to charge anytime soon. And. I'm in my pajamas. I've got like a dressing gown on. I'm fully like bed mode at this point. And uh, she's like, "So where is it?" I'm like, "Right, I'm telling her directions. Like, down. I'm showing her on the phone. Right, down here." She's like, "Oh, I don't know. Um, if I could just, if I could just phone and you know all this." I'm thinking, right, I'm just gonna cut my losses here. I said, "Look, I'll just walk you down." So it's about ten past midnight. I thought well, I'll just walk you down to this your friend's house. So I told my wife, right, I'm, I'm bopping this girl down to a friend's <laughs> Just house. Walking down the street with this. So I put my coat girl. on, put some trainers on, but I've pretty much got pajamas on at this point. Um, walking down the road, and as we get pr- like near the house, she goes, "Oh, um, my friend said I need to go around the back door." I'm like, "Okay, that's weird, but all right." I'm looking on the map, like Google Maps, you know, with the the you know where you can the top down view you can see i'm thinking yeah. there's no way you can get to the back garden like there's no <laughs> this is like a puzzle in elden ring trying to work yeah. out how there's, to, n- to there's the no item. there's no sort of path on the back or nothing <laughs> i said and i tell her this i said you can't you can't, physically can't go around the house she said well my friend my friend said my friend said you can go around i've got to look for some garages and i can go near some garages and there's a way to the back door i said just go to the front door she goes oh, i can't go to the front door i was like of course you can. You know, okay. I said, why can't you go to the front door? She goes, it's my ex-boyfriend's house. I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, his missus is away for the night and he's invited me back. I was like, oh my oh. God. And I was thinking, what have I got myself into? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, you know what I mean? Because I was like, okay, so why can't you go to the front door? Oh my God. She goes, God. because there's cameras that notify her on her phone. If anyone comes to the door, oh, it's like a ring cam or something. Yeah, but you don't have to press the button. So yeah, it's not it just like, records. You know, oh shit! So it just pop up if there's movement by the door. So I'm like, fuck's sake! And like, it's this dilemma where I'm like, I just want to go to bed, but I can't leave this quite drunk girl just out on her own. You know what I mean? So I'm like, so I start walking down these other roads trying to find if there is a, a back way into this house. There's no, there's no back way. Like, 100% there's no back way into this house. So I'm like, right, just go to the front door. And she's like, oh, can you come with me? I was like, all right. So I'm walking. This is like half past midnight at this point. So I'm, I look at my phone, and my wife texts me as my phone dies. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't, you couldn't write it. So I walk up to this door. She knocks on this door, and this, the, the door opens just slightly. Like I can't even see this guy's face. And he basically says, get around the back and slams the door in her face. Right. Oh my God. As, we, sorry, sorry, as we're walking up to the door, she puts her coat over her head. <laughs> so then I'm panicking, like, oh shit, she's putting her coat over her head. So I'm going to put my hood up and I zip up, like, 
No. Like, no one can see my face because that's like the last thing I want is to be on Facebook. Do you know this stranger? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's panicking, and then we, we we finally find this path, which there's no way it was going to lead to this house. And as we're going down the path, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, she, like, I think this is it. This is this is it." I said, "It's not because there's nowhere near the house. Like, there's <laughs> no way you can get this house." Direction. I'm not arguing with this this girl, but I can't leave her, can I? You know, I mean, you can't just in case. And and uh, she goes, "Oh, he, he did say I might have to jump a fence or two. I was like, "Now you're fucking telling me." <laughs> like unreal and she's and then i was just thinking right i might have to even go home and get my car i can't i haven't been drinking so i might have to go home and get my car keys and just drive this girl home um but she was she started to like me she started to cry and all sorts it's oh awful my gosh and then uh she's like i just need to charge my phone I need to charge my phone and then she saw a house with lights on and she's like i wonder if i can just go and knock on their door i was like you're not i'm not letting you knock on anyone's door like 10 to 1. You've done this to you now, so she's, yeah, yeah going to yeah. go and do it to someone else. And, and then she said, oh, uh, his best mate lives up the road. Um, maybe he's in. I was saying, please, please be in. So we walked to another, like, 15 minutes up the road, and there's all these houses, got no lights on at all. And then there's one house on the end. I was thinking, please be his house. And luckily it was. She knocked on his door, and he, he came out and that. And I was just like, right, phone in hand, just ran home, like, ran, like, 15 minutes home. Got in. I was like sweating, like absolutely knackered. And uh, my wife was like, "You would look like she was one minute away from phoning my dad to be like, can you go out looking for him? <laughs> How do I get myself in that situation? I mean, like she was saying, she was saying, oh, do you think we could just sneak up the other side of the house and you could just bunk me over the fence? I was like, <laughs> I'm not bunking you over a fence. You've literally dragged me out of the house. So, and, so, so what you're saying is, so hang on a minute. So from, from your wife's point of view, you get a knock on the door. She's she's gone to bed. You get a knock on the door from like a twenty-something blonde girl. Yeah. You say I didn't sorry. Know her name. Gotta I didn't go. Know her name. Sorry, gotta go. Phone's dead, and you came back panting. Yes. Sweating, sweating, <laughs> and panting. <laughs> and now I've come up with this. This. There you go, story. Your Honor. <laughs> Mad though, isn't it? Shocking. What lengths people will go to for a booty call? Well, this is it. But if she said, when she said, oh, it's my friend's house, I thought, well, it's just going to be like her friend that she's staying with or yeah, something. You know what yeah. I mean? But she had, like, as soon as she had me down the road and she started saying all this, I was like, well, I can't, I can't just leave her here. Makes, makes you wonder where she come from? <laughs> like, how far is home for her? It was quite, it was like over an hour walk away. Huh? What? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. So she pretty much like relied on going to, back to this ex-boyfriend's house. Oh my gosh. And he was just having... I was, I was saying to her, like, if he, surely he would come out if he was that desperate. What? Surely what he could have done is is like... Shout out the window or something. Like... Yeah, I, 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 mate, it's awful. I mean... She was like, she was like clapping to try and get his attention. And I was just in the middle of the street like, what is going on? It should have um, spray paint and like done the cameras in like on the... TV show. Well, she said when we walked up. No, she no, no, no. She said, "Can you just like put your hand over the camera or push the camera up?" Because <laughs> I, I could obviously reach it because I'm quite tall, and I was thinking, "No, nah, I can't do that." <laughs> like, 
This I want to go home, but this no. poor woman as well that's just gone away for the night or for the weekend or what have you. Just for the night, and, and it's not even that far. Especially she was only staying up the road. Honestly, awful, isn't it? Oh my god, it is awful. Like fuck. So, but yeah, good story. I mean, I I don't know whether to believe it or not. Like, fast <laughs> <laughs> your wife, I'd be thinking. Hmm. <laughs> It's true, I promise you. <laughs> That's the story I'm sticking to. <laughs> oh, dear. So, moral of the story, kids, is never open your door after midnight. Yeah, and, and, and she, um, obviously, they've got they've got cameras out the, the front, but don't need them out the back because it's impossible to get to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was all just a massive trick. He's like, yeah, go around the back. There's literally no way of getting there. <laughs> just doesn't know how to let go. Like, tell her, this is over. Yeah. The relationship like, yeah, 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 come round, come round, come round. Go around the back, though. <laughs> She'll be there for hours. <laughs> it's house backs onto, like, a but it was just drop. It was just the little things. Like, she was like, oh, how about up here? And I was thinking, you're not even facing the right direction. Like, the house <laughs> is the other way. Or why would it even be up here? Yes. Oh. <laughs> and you know what I get? I get proper annoyed, you know, so... But I think I did the right thing. Oh, definitely. You didn't. You didn't leave her, and you waited until she, she was someone else's um, responsibility. <laughs> the only thing I would have done is if she'd have said, "Oh, I'll go and try and knock on this one," and you were like, "Don't, don't go knock on any other doors." I'd have gone, "Yeah, go on." <laughs> Maybe she's been doing that all night. <laughs> Every hour, she gets another person. Yeah. But I, I, I told the kids, and the kids were like, "Oh, do you reckon she'll be back tonight?" I was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you you told him that this young blonde came round the house. Yeah, yeah. Dad, old, you, yeah. do you think she should yeah, she'll she come round again? Can I stay up late tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh gosh. Oh, well, that's my that's the only story I've really got. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a different week. I mean, I largely have been playing Elden Ring and watching Queer Eye. Genuinely, my favourite program, the most wholesome show going. Um. Have you ever seen, it used to be Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, didn't it? Back in the day. Back in the day, day, yeah. But now it's like when a Netflix proper, rebooted it. It's, yeah. And it's big budget. Now, well, fairly big budget now. Get a lot done. Big transformations. I mean, basically, it's um, extreme home makeover for a person, and it? <laughs> Take someone that's sort of, you know... Um, trash. Down on their luck. <laughs> you turn trash into treasure. It's like bargain hunt. <laughs> Cash in the bloody attic. Um, I've uh, I've also seen, and I, I know you've seen it previously, but first time watching it, um, Class Action Park. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those documentaries that it's not got the biggest and best ratings. And I think I understand why, in that it actually doesn't cast as big a shadow on it that it deserves. I mean... The trailer does, doesn't it? You yeah, watch the trailer to it. and like several people died. It was horrific. People would get broken bones, broken backs, skin burns. Also, it, like the most horrific injuries just from a fun park. So it was basically a th- like a theme water park, slash it? motor park. It was an adventure playground, effectively, wasn't it? Yeah. With water slides and lagoons and kayaking and everything. But like minimal that. safety. But and. To be fair, the concept is incredible. Like it's one of those that Alton Towers have got a water park, haven't they? But it's all above board, and you know mm. they've got the wave pool, but no one dies in it. They've got the rapids. They've got you know even the center parks have got their own thing, and 
it's that you know you're going to have a lot of fun but this was very much ran by the teenagers like there was an owner millionaire owner but he i mean some of the stuff that he did to embezzle money and he even created his own insurance he was told he needed liability insurance so rather than pay for it he just set up his own insurance company and then money that he would send to the insurance company was just going back into his account um it that's was one of, like that's quite clever and and yeah don't get me wrong you're almost in awe of how he played the system and for the first hour of the documentary my wife and i were just laughing along we're just we're just like this is hilarious and they'd go oh and this is this um this big bubble that we just throw you down a cliff in this big bubble and you're like what it's quite hard to believe and it's only in the last half an hour that they're like oh yeah but it killed people and this many people died and this is how it got covered up and stuff and you think actually that's pretty horrific it, I remember watching it when it first came out and although they do say like you know it is horrific that people got injured and some people died and that all the staff they interviewed had fond memories of it yeah and said it was an absolute laugh yeah, and I think didn't they didn't they summarize it when they said sort of like that it was it was part of your childhood, it was your upbringing, it was it was a way of what do they call it like a, a rite of passage or whatever, and it was one of those that they all knew what it was, and everybody remembers it like a nostalgia with with rose tinted specks etc. But if you actually sit there and think about the insanity of it, um, they all do appreciate that it was fucking awful, but. I think that goes for a lot of things in you know that, that, that have happened uh, as a kid I would often I say often but you know the times that we'd um fuck about in building sites or you know if there's a loose panel in a fence and you could get in somewhere derelict or anything like that you would and looking back like now as a, and, and one of them said that as a parent I would bollock my kids if and I'd be the same you know if, if my daughter you know she came back one day and was like Oh, I've been here and done this and done that. I'd be like, "Are you kidding me? Think how dangerous that is!" But you don't mm-hmm. think about that as a kid, do you? Like, you've got no—you're not safety conscious at all. And you know, the number of times the—I mean, the lifeguards weren't very, <laughs> very useful, were they? But it was just one of those fascinating documentaries that I thought actually, <laughs> I understand why it's like not well, like overly well rated. But equally, it's one of the most enjoyable ones I think I've seen because it just—it was such a it was such a good, there's so much footage. They were able to sort of convey what it was like or portray, portray, convey, anyway, whichever the word is, they were able to capture exactly what it used to look like and and really set this. And you can imagine it, can't you? You can imagine being a kid and going to these sorts of places. You know, like think of the rides that you went on as a kid at the fair and how dangerous they used to feel and like bolts falling out almost when you're, when you're on the, yeah, when you're on the, I'm just trying to think of some now. The chip pan. Did you ever go on that one where it forces you? You know, you like forces you back. Is that yeah, one? And it's like spinning as it's spinning. It's spinning yeah. around. It's just using the G force yeah. to keep you attached and stuff. Um, I'm sure that's still around, but it didn't feel very. When you go to these like local local put up like fun fairs, this it is dodgy in it. Yeah, I I used to go as a I used to go as a kid, and some of my friends were like, "No, I'm not allowed in it." My dad says it's too dangerous, and I was like, "Yeah, pussy," you know, yeah. <laughs> just get on it. And then now, as an adult, I look and think, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, that that thing's like shaking. I get it. I understand it. Um, it would only take you know to you know if you go around with a with a with a spanner or something and, and tighten a few loose bolts, and it'd be better. But you see it rattling, and you think. Because mm. it's designed to be like taken down, transported, and put back really up again. quickly. Yeah, 
and a lot of it is just split pins and things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all they do is just pump the drum and bass out so loud that you can't hear it. <laughs> you can't hear it creaking. Yeah, creak, creak, creaking or sparks flying and stuff, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even the big ones get it wrong, don't they? Like um even, you know, Alton Towers and, and Disneyland and you, uh, there's so many fascinating things. I, I love, like, it's a sort of, sort of morbid um, fascination that I've got, really, where you look at, I think, you, if I could quit my job and just go, like, looking at derelict buildings, it, it was like the uh, the abandoned sort of tours and things and mm-hmm. um, urban bloody exploration and stuff. I, I find it amazing. But, yeah, when you see, there's one, it's like Fascinating Horror, I think it's called, on YouTube, and the videos that he's put on there. And it will be, you know, some of it's about um, incidents, you know, where um, Chernobyl happened and things like that. And, you know, they, they'll talk about, um, th- you know, historic disasters. But others are, oh, this is how this person lost their legs on a particular ride. Or this is how person, another person was decapitated on this fairground in 1983. And I mean, without those incidents, we, you know you wouldn't learn the lessons to make it better and more horrific things could have happened. But equally, it's just horrible circumstances that we find out about these things. But it's still, yeah, there's definitely a uh, fascination there. Um, They cover it a lot more articulate uh, articulate than I just did as well. (laughs) Oh, someone lost their head on a fairground, right? Yeah, let's read into this. Um, But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I'm I'm sure there are plenty more that I need to get my... uh, my head into there's there's a new um is it witch finder the witch finder or the witch hunter something witch coming up with, witch, with witch, tim yeah, key coming one. up which uh looks fantastic and the other thing that the trailer dropped for recently and i'm sure it came out or it comes out this week maybe is the um uh, our flag means death is it called or something mm-hmm. like that which is the restar being take with tt pirate adventure Looks absolutely fucking hilarious, and I can't wait to watch that scene. It's just and this and, is and, and Killer Camp. We all watch that as well. <laughs> and Killer Camp. Christ. There is just so much. What I could do with now because I'm not playing. I'm not playing Elden Ring. I am watching my neighbour play Elden Ring. So he's put in <laughs> through his window. He's <laughs> with binoculars. Yeah, he like doesn't know. Like a peeping Tom. No, he's um, he's been able to share it on his PlayStation and also he lives next door so I often go around but um, he's put in about 70 hours and I might have watched maybe 20 or so um, he'll progress loads and then I'll go around and I'll be like I'll oh, go back he'll go back and show me all the different areas <laughs> um, could just use the record function and share it but no he doesn't he, doesn't. he just goes back but um, it's one of those that it gets in the way of life so much and I'm th- like even even with running, still maintaining it, but I'll often instead of be like, right, I'm gonna go for a run, I'm gonna come back, have food, this, that, and the other, I'll try and like make it, oh, should we uh should we go for a run and have food around yours? And then we got a bit more Elden Ring time. It's like, yeah, yeah. So Does it make you run faster? Like, yeah. yeah, it's meant that instead of doing forty minutes, we're doing like thirty one. Just sprinting sprint the time off. Yeah. yeah. But um Did you see that um some guy beat the first boss with a uh, like a what's it called it a fit fit band from the Switch. oh the, yeah the ring fit adventure yeah it, it it's just so how do you get when you look at these people that do it it's like oh I'm doing it blindfolded oh I'm going to do it on a dance like with mat. my feet or, or yeah, I've exactly. done it with I've put electrodes in bananas it's like come on like 
just walk outside. Do you know what I mean? There's better <laughs> things to do, isn't there? We all it, enjoy the game. It always gets to me like how, like we've talked, we've spoken about speed run before, haven't we? And speed running is like brilliant when you see. I'm still, I'm still gonna game. have to find a game that I can speed run. I want to be on the top ten list, even if it's of a 10. particular game. Yeah, yeah. But like, I just need to find a game without ten people that like speed run it. Yeah, Milo and the Magpies. You want to be like the quickest. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. But the thing is, I don't quite understand how the market is so saturated. Because if you're like a like, put it this way, I know you do what you want if you enjoy it, that sort of thing. But you know, like the time and effort that that we spoke about running earlier. Now, I when I say running, I'm going out for a jog just to keep fit. Obviously, on the extreme end of that, you've got. Um, Mo Farah who can run and run and run and run and bring in all the goals and stuff but I'm not going to change my lifestyle to become Mo Farah because one it would be impossible but two I've got all the other things going on in my life that get in the way that I can only afford to maybe run for half an hour a day or you know 40 minutes every couple of days or whatever so when it comes to speed running you've got the elite haven't you you've got these people that are like the top of their game and they are the Mo Farah of the speedrunning world. And although it doesn't take as much, like, no, that's the wrong word. It does take as much dedication. But what I'm getting at is, how are there thousands of people, like, putting speedruns up online when you're not even in the top maybe a thousand? And I get maybe that's their goal to do that, but fuck me. Most of us realise we're not going to be Mo Farah. So how come there are so many people flooding the like flooding YouTube and Twitch and things like that with like speedrun, speedrun, speedrun? Because there's only a few that are going to make it. Where do these people find their time? Are they sponsored? And that's the other thing. Like, if you're competing against Mo Farah, you're still going to get Nike in your inbox saying, oh, look, we think you're good. You're in the top 100 athletes or whatever. We're going to we're gonna pay for you to train or we're going to give you a salary so that you can afford to, like, not work. But do these speedrunners not have jobs or do they just have all the money that they don't? Are they crypto millionaires? I don't, I don't get it, mate. I don't get it. Well, that's exactly what I would be doing if I was a crypto millionaire, just be speedrunning all day. Yeah, maybe that's everything it. I do in life. I'm speedrunning it. <laughs> Everything's got a leaderboard, like supermarket sweep. Like I get yeah, around Tesco F- in six F- minutes. Yeah, how fast can I make a bed? Like <laughs> that's one of my worst jobs. Like if you, I hate it. Yeah, making the bed, ironing, ironing is like maybe second worst after making the bed. Yeah, or, ironing. I don't mind too much because I, I watch TV. That's a good point. If you've and got I, a distraction, I, I remember one time it took me literally hours because that's when I started Game of Thrones when it first came out. <laughs> I had like four episodes of season one to catch up with, and I was like, this is insane. Anyway, just looking on speedrun.com, Milo and the Magpies, Mm -hmm. 14 minutes, 17 seconds. That is bloody quick, mind. Doable, but it's quick. Well, you can do any percent or 100% runs. Oh, as in 100% run is picking up every collectible. We didn't even do yeah, that. Yeah, in our full ha, ha, but 100% is nowhere to click to get all your all the collectibles. Yeah. Any percent is just getting to the end as quick as possible. Okay. I think it's I think that's a two four. It's worth going through in it and seeing how quick we can do it's it. It's one of those you would have to play through again and what's the what are the rules around speed runs? So could you could you play it and I could be here watching talking to you at the same time? Yeah. Because yeah. I could be a co-driver, like in a rally, I could have like yeah. literally all documented in a book and say, "Yeah, definitely, yeah." Because it, yeah, it says beat the final level, chapter nine, after resetting the game, no restrictions. Timer starts when you press play at the beginning. 
timer ends when you make the last press on the bird baby in the final level before the end cutscene. 14 minutes 17. It's getting done. Do you think, that, do you think we should try it? it? Is, oh, there's only 11 players running it. So you want like top 10, basically, mm-hmm. to start and then try and get 14. What's the lowest of the 11, then? Um, well, there's, only, there's only five people doing any percent. I reckon yeah. we can get on the any percent. Go on. The lowest is 17 no, minutes 23. You say, you say you reckon. No, we definitely can because there's only five if you want to get top 10. Oh, yeah, I'm aiming for number one. Yeah, okay. So, so how many... What's what, what like? I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, it'd be good to be like. Obviously, if there's only five play, people playing it, we we get a sixth. But I want someone below us just to what, yeah. What dominance? Is Seventeen minutes twenty three. Like, what do you do? Make a cup of coffee in between? Because the next one's fifteen minutes seventeen. Oh, so, mate, this is tempting. That's it, isn't it? Find out how we need to record it because presumably we've got a timer in the corner. Yeah. Well, that's, we'll put it on the back burner and we'll get that. Also, it's just clicking. It's not skill-based. It's just fucking clicking. It's clicking on the screen as quick as As you fast can. as you can. And knowing yeah. if we play it through again, just watching what we needed to do. Yeah, oh, play, no, play. actually. Well, I just watch back the... You just you run through it three or four times. Oh, do do we need even to do that? Because there's a walkthrough online. Yeah, but it's just knowing where to click, isn't there? It's not knowing what to do. It's knowing where to click. True. True. Anyway... Why don't you overlay a grid system on your like laptop, even if it's just in like on the screen, like um with 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 whiteboard marker, and then like create a grid like A to like E, and then one to six, and then I'd be like click E six, click A four, click D six. I can't think of any more numbers. Fucking hell! You know what I mean, though. Anyway, right. That's before Christmas. I'm going to be in the. I'm going to be in a top ten of speedrunning on something. Sounds good. Can I pick the game? No. Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got to go in a minute. It's going to be a shorter one this week because I've got chores. But we will be back with a final ramble next week. In the meantime, we'll get on Killer Camp. I think it's getting lighter outside, so we're probably going to lose even more time. But maybe lockdown Wait, how, three, four, five. How's that work? Going on. How's what works? How do you lose more time if it gets lighter? Yeah, it's getting lighter outside, so we won't have as much time to sit at our computers and watch programs. Why do you just sit outside instead? Yeah, looking through Josh's window is Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring. Gross. In your endo. Oh. I think we'll end it on that, mate. Yeah. Good darts. We'll uh, <laughs> speak again soon. Good darts. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <sighs> Laters, taters. Laters. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Come and tell us what you think. We're at Presents Jam on Twitter. We'll be back soon with another weekly-ish ramble. Until then, head to jasonandmike.com to see all of our other podcasts and videos.